Hey Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she is a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, before we jump into today's show, we've been running a contest the last two weeks and we have drawn a winner. Yes, we have. Thank you very much to everybody that entered. We had lots of great reviews written, Mm -hmm. which I'm going to be honest, made me feel pretty good, Derek. It did. I I am very thankful to everyone who wrote something all five stars so thankfully no one was like one star to enter the contest i'm gonna win that gift card with one star but uh lots of great entries thank you very much some on most on itunes and some on stitcher stitcher's just not nearly as popular as it so thank you stitcher people if you're out there but uh all right our winner is cody krantz Congratulations, Cody, and thank you so much. And, and we will we will read his review at the very end of the show. So continue to listen and might be reading a few more because kind of make us feel good. Uh, so definitely thank you, everyone who wrote in something. Honestly, it's just a way to help keep the show moving forward. Reviews mean a lot, not just to us, but to keep branding the show and keeping it uh, up there on iTunes. Yeah, so iTunes this is helping us. This is helping us grow. Yes, that is the goal, so that we can continue to make shows to somewhat entertain you. Sounds like we're entertaining a lot of people. So thank you again. Anyway, Doug, Cody wins, but we win too because there was some Disney news today that we got to cover before we jump in the show as well. Yes, we do. And we have a guest on today to talk about said news. That's right. The sponsor of the show is here, Michelle McKnight, the world's greatest Disney travel agent here to talk about trip planning and This is a perfect segue into what we're talking about with the news. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. I don't know if I can live up to that um, introduction, so thank you very much. Yeah, the news today, 2019 Disney World packages uh, are going to get released June 19th. So um, coming right up, we can book 499 days into the future. So if you do your math, that is October 31st is as far as we can go right away. But I want to go November 1st. You are going to have to wait another day. Oh. Yeah. But that's so, good because Star Wars is still late fall. Yeah. So you're going right. to be getting that question quite a bit here in a, a few more days. Yeah, exactly. So we have to wait a little to book our Star Wars trip. That's the important takeaway here. Yes, just to be safe because we don't know what late fall means yet. I think it's December 31st. That's winter. Uh, not in Disney's calendar. <laughs> No matter what, we'll all be going, and Michelle will be booking us that day. Right. Hopefully some sweet rooms, because you know the resorts are all going to be booked solid whenever Star Wars opens up. Yeah, let her sit on hold for you and get the rooms. And that's what we're going to be talking a lot about, Disney trip planning. But 2019, 
Doug, are we going to be able to do a rope drop radio trip in 2019? Do we I, need to start I hope booking so. That? We do because we keep kicking dates around and then like someone's wife, either mine or yours, says, no, not that date. No, not that date. <sighs> we'll figure it out. We will. 2019 we will. rope drop radio trip sometime. Some point. Yes. Yeah. The TBA. We'll, we'll figure out a date. We'll... We're not on the ball enough for the release of the the dates though we we failed some there sometime in in that fiscal year so all right michelle we had you back on last year and did a trip planning 101 you're actually episode 34 in fact that was the number one trending rope drop radio episode for nearly a year so if you haven't listened to it go back episode 34 uh now you're number three so hopefully this episode i know your top three uh, and actually, if I know Kent is listening, his show is still trending. It's going to probably be top three here in a week or two because people are still amazed at the Parkology run that he did. So that that has been a great episode for us. And so Kent, you're I think you're four or five, and you're going to be beating it's coming for you. Yep. For me, ah. you better start pushing <laughs> your episodes, hon. Jeez, we're going to two o two. Let's talk about the one you did, but a little a little quick. If you haven't listened to episode 34, let's do a Here's quick recap. Cliff notes. All right. Uh, it's the main important things when booking a trip that you need to figure out first. So the time of year, Michelle, summarize that. Yeah, time of year. First of all, you need to see when you can go. Do you have a high schooler that can't miss school? You probably can't go during the school year. So that's, you know. Finals fig- week. Always finals week. Figure out what dates is good for your family. If you are flexible, like your kids don't really, it doesn't matter if they miss school or they're not in school yet, that's the perfect time to go. Wow. Um, good times to go with lower crowds because there's not really a no crowds time anymore. No. Um, late January, very early February, early May, September, uh, second week of uh, November, and like the second week of December. Those are all pretty low crowd times. Um, low crowd also means low price, usually. Usually, usually, you'll usually find some kind of discount during those dates. Thus far, we go every February. There you go. Yep, exactly. All right, the other big item next on the list is the length of stay. You need to figure out how long are you going. Yeah, that's a, that's kind of a hard one for a lot of people because they don't want to take a lot of time off work or just think that they're going to be bored. But there, <laughs> there is four theme parks, and, I mean, to do them all, you, you can't do them in a, each Ten park in a day, really. So... Um, yeah, I like 10 day trips, but, um, more realistically, um, five is a good starting point. Seven is even better. That way you're not packing everything all the way in and go until your kids drop. So figure out your length of stay and then you got to pick where to stay. A few options there, right? Yeah. So 28 different resorts on property. So, you know, I'm, if you book your trip with me. First off, I'm going to start with a quote and I'm going to give you a couple different options at each level. So we've got value, moderate, and deluxe. So we'll find what resort fits your budget and fits your needs. If you don't want to ride a bus every day, you know, we'll get you somewhere close if that's in your budget. So um, I will work with you on that to find the best place for your family. Now you say for your family, the next thing that you kind of hit on is knowing your travel party. That seems like a really like, how do you not know who's traveling? But I'm amazed at how many quotes you do where you have to like, all right, who's staying with who? So explain knowing your travel party when you're basically starting to plan. Yeah, so it's it's easy if, you know, it's just one family going. But if you're going with multiple families or grandparents, first question is how many rooms do you need? And that's 
kind of something that some people get confused on, but that actually is important because each room gives a different cost. So um, if you want all the kids in with the parents and then you have a separate room from the grandparents or sometimes the family is just so close, they all want to stay in the same room. Not that mine. happens too. Not mine. Um, sometimes I don't recommend it, but sometimes it's great. Sometimes so. you start the trip close, but don't end the trip close. <laughs> never, never. Disney magic. Uh-huh. Never. Um, so, yeah, that's important to know as well. So I like it broken down like room one. I need, you know, two adults, two kids. It's kind of breakdown. What you don't like, we have seven adults and 13 children. Please give me a quote. Um, nope. I will come right back at you and say I need it breaking up into rooms. So, Yep. All right. I'm there you go. Think, I'm trying to think of the math, how that seven kids, 13 children, that's that's a crazy family trip. There's, she sees all sizes. It's insane. I've realized yeah. I like doing Disney trips, just my immediate family. I don't know if I want to go with the grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, because I've seen those groups and they get lost and they only get to do so much. That's what cruises are really good for. Yeah. I like extended family cruises. That's where you book the cruise. We've done it with both sides of the family. Fantastic. Pretty well. Yeah. For the most yeah. Yeah. Low, a lot lower stress than the parks. Yeah. That's a whole different show right there. Yep. Let's move on to the next stage of trip planning. Some of the questions that we get in some other areas. Uh, I know one thing, and I've gotten this question a lot. I am also a Costco member, so I do walk by that. Disney, Minnie, Goofy, and Mickey thing waving at me. Save 2% with a Costco membership uh, with a Disney World trip. Michelle, why do you recommend against that? Well, is it you have to decide if it's worth the money to, to save or it's worth your sanity to book with me. So, you know, I don't charge any fees. I have exactly the same prices that Disney has. I'm not going to be able to match Costco because I am a small business. So, um, the perks of booking through me are going to be that I'm going to help you plan your days. I'm going to help you with your fast passes. I'm going to help you with your dining. You're giving um, away the whole show right there. <laughs> I'm not. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. So, I mean, is Costco going to sit on hold with, with Disney and, and apply a discount if a discount no. comes out? No, they are nope, not. they're not. Nope. So, um, therefore your savings is gone. Yeah. Your savings can be gone. So they're also not going to get the good free dining rooms. I can't imagine they ever. No, are they going to be on hold at 4 a.m.? Sorry, not 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Well, it depends on the time zone you're in. (laughs) Just head west and it's 4 a.m. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, not all it's cracked up to be then. Nope. All right, Michelle, moving on with now 202 of trip planning. Let's expand picking your days. Why does that matter? Yeah, so Disney has different um, different hours for different parks. So um, like extra magic hours, Disney's going to have one park each day of the week. It's either open earlier, it's going to be open late. Um, and you have to think about your family. And if you are really going to be on a bus at 7 a.m. to be at that 8 a.m. extra magic hour. You got to be on the bus at 6.30. What are you talking about, 7 a.m.? This well, is rope radio. Late. You're already <laughs> late if you're getting on the bus at 7. So, like, ideally, is your family going to be able to do that on a trip? My family can, yes. But I'm kind of, you know. She's in control. I'm Yes. So, I mean, is it worth the tears to do that? If you cannot get there. My tears, by the way, usually my (laughs) tears. If you can't get to the parks, you know, at the very latest, by that extra magic hour start, 
don't go to that park because that's going to oh, drive the crowds that day. So we're going to look at extra magic hours. Um, we're going to look at um, if you have a park hopper. Do you have a park hopper? Then you can go to extra magic hours and then hop away um, because the people who don't have a park hopper are going to be there all day at that same park. Which yep. is most people probably. It's a lot of people. It's yeah. a lot. Park yeah. extra magic hours really drives the crowds to those parks. A lot of people look at the schedule and go like, oh, well, this An is where we go these the days. Extra hour in the Magic Kingdom, yeah. Extra hour, and they show up two hours late, so it's a total fail. In fact, I remember Michelle emailing me that just don't don't go to Magic Kingdom. You don't want to do that. Cause, and she was right. I went to like Hollywood or something, and, and it was much better. And we heard horror stories from how busy it was. So you're right. Yeah. Don't follow magic hours. And then what what are some other things that might affect picking those particular days? Like different times of year, can that change? Well, like if you are talking about like um, September, October, November, December, there's, there's parties. So there's Halloween parties and there's Christmas parties. Um, the Magic Kingdom closes early on those nights. It's going to close at 6 p.m. to the general public. Which means if you don't have a park, um, a party ticket for that night, which is a separate event ticket, which can be about $100 per person. Um, if you don't have that extra ticket, you aren't seeing the fireworks that night. So if you have a, you know, a ticket without a hopper and that's your day for Magic Kingdom, you're going to miss the fireworks. Mm -hmm. So um, that's an important part to look at as well. But if you have a hopper, if you have a hopper, a I to like to go to the... Magic I like Kingdom. to go to the Magic Kingdom on that day and then hop away, you know, as the party's starting because the crowds are lower. Because, like I said, you don't want to go to that park that day. So, yeah, because you miss out on the fireworks. And that also has an effect on the non party days that's really busy at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. So, from like a Monday with a party to a Tuesday without a party, the crowd can swing by 20,000 people, even yeah. though the resort as a whole has the same crowd level. And they're packing in the parties this year. So there's like, there's a spot where there's like party, non-party, party, party. So like there's one day out of four that you can go to Magic Kingdom and see the fireworks. It was, it's And Happily Ever After is totally worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. should, you, the goal is to do that, but you kind of want to hop just to watch the fireworks after you went to a less crowded park all day. So that's why planning your days is real important. And that's something that she does really well. How do you, like, do you look at different sources, or just mainly the park hours when you're figuring that out? I mainly look at the park hours, but Disney has made it super hard to look at the park hours because they don't release the park hours in time to make fast, uh dining reservations 180 days in advance. Well, then they change so, the park hours after you make your fast passes. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's all relative, but um, we do the best that we can 180 days out. Yeah. Why would you need to know 180 days out what day you're going to what park? Just a segue to the next topic. Yeah, the dining, your dining reservations on property are going to open 180 days in advance. So if you're going in August, 180 days is going to be in February. So by February, we need to be prepared for what days you want to go to the parks. That's right. You yep. need to know where you're eating lunch. You do. And I know that's really hard for a lot of people because uh, you'll get that. I know, Doug, we've gotten those like, oh, we'll mm -hmm. just figure it out the day of. Well, a lot of the restaurants you're not going to go to are are booked 180 days. And that's why I yeah. love Michelle. will get up at 530 in the morning and just text me, hey, I got you the be our guest or whatever you wanted 
Uh, or she got you and I, the Apollo, Ohani. 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 Ohana. Oh, humble and bumble, Derek. Humble and hashtag humble and bumble. So she got us Ohana out, out yes. of a whim. She she worked her magic to get us that one. Because we were behind the eight ball on getting our dining, we weren't 180 days out. And so some places are really hard to get. And some places, explain how even 180 days out, they're difficult to get. So 180 days, you can make reservations, whether you're staying off property, if you're staying on property. The kicker is that if you're staying on property, you can make a length of stay reservation. So if you're staying for seven days, you can make your dining reservations for all seven days on that 180 day mark. If you're staying off property, you go by one, one, one by one. So um, if you're staying off property, there's probably no chance you're gonna get a BR guest dinner. Um, if you're staying on property, if you're staying only like four days, you're probably not going to get a Be Our Guest dinner. So you're looking at day five to get Be Our Guest dinner? Yeah. Something like that. No, it has changed a little bit since they took change it to two, two credits. Two credits, yeah. Or, you know, but the lunch person, is but still difficult to the get. The lunch is actually more difficult because people want to get in the castle, and now they want to have lunch because it's the quick service mm-hmm. credit. So I think it's gotten more difficult to get that. Yeah, um, so you're looking at day five of your trip. So really that's 185 days in advance that you need to know where you're eating lunch. Yeah. You need to know which park you're going to. And then you Ugh. need to know which restaurants we have to put at the end of the trip. So, you know, if you have a seven-day trip, we're not going to put Cinderella's Royal Table at day one because... What about Akershus? You're going to put that at day one? No, probably nope. not. It depends on the time of year. The fall dining is just crazy because people think free dining and they all go crazy for dining. So... I like dining to make dining reservations in January and February for clients because it's a lot easier. So we might be able to find Akershish on day one or two of, like, if I'm making dining reservations in January, February. But not October, November. Nope. So even though nope. October hasn't had free dining for years, it's just people still think it's coming. That, and, and then there's just does. fall break, and people want to see the fall decorations, and people want to go to the parties. And Pumpkins are pretty. Columbus Day weekend. There's just all sorts of things in October. Is it stressful sometimes getting up at five in the morning, hoping the right, get the right thing for the right people? It is. And it's I... always her fault if they <laughs> don't get it. It's not the fact that they want to go to be our guest on day one. Yeah. I, I mean, I try to set people's expectations up pretty high or pretty low. Like, so I'm like, I really don't think I'm going to be able to get it. And then if I get the reservation that they really wanted, it's like, yay me, I'm, you know, the best, but I try to set their expectations up low. Some people just, they don't understand that I'm not, I can't do magic things. So, um, what? but I'm pretty good at my job. So what? I get, I get, I get most things. You have successfully life. got it. Every reservation I've ever wanted. So February, Eric, February. I'm, hey, I'm still <laughs> yeah, giving February. her props. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've gotten to be our guest. I've gotten, uh, Akersh's. What about what day of our trip would we need Ohana? How long do we need to make our next rope drop trip? Well, January, or or February. Well, that's already off to... the table. We're we're pushing it back into March into... or April. Yeah. Yeah. March? I don't know. I'm just gonna abandon ship some. March next leave. year is gonna be crazy because Mardi Gras isn't until March fifth. Uh, then you have all the spring breaks. April is gonna be crazy because you have the marathon at the beginning of April. You have Easter's on the 21st. Next year's... Of March? That's April. Oh. April's on the 21st of April? Wait. Easter. Easter's is on the, April's on April the 21st. 21st. I, yeah. 
Basically, she's saying we're never going. Yeah, we're just going to go and deal with that. crowds. We don't care. We just have to wait on my schedule. See who gets priority here, <laughs> buddy. Well, we're yep. all going to Star Wars together, I think. So Yay, December. But, yes, that's uh, that's. When can we start booking dining for that? <laughs> Hopefully, sooner than 180. We're going to need a 10 day trip. That, that's to get Star the Wars. Booked. No, that yeah, I was going to say Cantina is going to be booked. That's just going to be ridiculous. 10 day trip. Yep. To get fast passes in a cantina. <laughs> yep. Sorry, <laughs> kid. Sorry, kids. Speaking of fast passes, that's another thing you definitely help your clients with. There's still a lot of confusion, magic bands and fast passes, uh, tiers. Do you want to explain that a little bit and how you can help your clients get the most amount of attractions in? Just to clarify, physical tears coming out of my eyes about my fast passes, is that the kind of tear you're talking about when you cry that you don't get you had a me for a dog? minute you had me for a minute um uh, some no, people it's... do cry when they don't get their fast pass yeah yeah no um so all the parks except for magic kingdom have some kind of tiered system um so that you can only pick um one from the from one tier and two from the next tier down so Magic Kingdom is just a free-for-all. You can get whatever you want. They have enough good rides. They have enough good rides, yeah. There's more than three. So um, so Magic Kingdom and then Animal Kingdom has the tiers of Pandora. So you've got Navi River and you've got Flight of Passage for that top tier. And then underneath you've got everything else. So you can pick one of the Pandora, two of the others. Um, Epcot, you've got three on that tier one. You've got Frozen Ever After. You've got Test Track and you've got Soren, and then the rest are all under that. Um, and then the Hollywood Studios, the brand new tier, it's all three Toy Story rides, and then everything else is under that. So um, kind of along with dining, though, I mean, you have to know if you're going for four days, you're not going to most likely at all get Flight of Passage right now. And like when Star Tour or Star Galaxy's Edge, when Galaxy's Edge opens, you know, late next year, four day trip, you're not going to be able to get what you want. Kind of like what you guys already said. Um, also, Hollywood Studios, you cannot get Slinky's dog, Slinky coaster, Slinky dog coaster. Slinky dog, yeah. Um, you know, pretty. You can't get it on your early in your trip. It took us until like day eight. Day eight of a nine day trip. Maybe seven, but S- seven. Yeah, it was yeah. day seven of our nine day trip. And we're there while it opens, so it's yeah. new, but it still took until day seven yeah. to get Slinky Dog. Are you going to try and rope it sometime, rope drop it sometime? A couple times. We got a couple rope yeah, drops. Yeah, Hollywood, Hollywood Studios, Studios is open at like 8 a.m. every day in July. And so. I'm hoping they do kind of like operations did at Animal Kingdom where it opens at 8 a.m., but they actually put people into Pandora at 7.30 in the morning, and we were off of flight of passage before 8 a.m yep you know so i'm hoping we can get over there and you're actually waiting and riding before the park even opens and then you might be able to get a couple things done in toy story which you get a couple things done and you're done because it's three things what about magic kingdom fast passes even though there's no tears there's still some that are not gimmies that you're gonna walk up and like oh family of four later today yeah How, what do you deal with there frequently well, you're not going to be able to get Seven Doors Mind Train. I mean, unless someone cancels one and you can pick one up right then and there. But, I mean, it never hurts to look while you're in the park. But, um, like, 
Seven Doors Mine Train, usually not Peter Pan, uh, Space Mountain. Those are the those are the big ones. How many days into your trip to get those? You can usually get them on like day two. Yeah. About space and Pan, are they just later on day one, or are they yeah. day two? You can usually get them on day one, just later. Like I would say, like six o'clock. So if you're having a flight, you know, flying in, and then you go to the parks that night, you might be able to get one. Yeah, you're not gonna get them thirty days out though. Like if you're staying off property, mm. you're not see, advantage to staying on property helps with your dining because yep. you get that plus ten. Helps with the fast passes because you don't you get, have to rent a car. Yeah, you don't have to pay for parking. You get extra magic hours, which may or may not be beneficial. You do pay for parking. Yeah, you pay to park at the resort, but you don't need a car at the resort because you got the magic of Disney buses. Well, talking about transportation, let's talk about how you get to the park. You said something earlier about people flying in and trying to get a late one into Peter Pan. What do you talk what do you tell people about airfare? In fact, segue on top of that, I actually just booked my tickets today for our next Disney trip. So, yeah. Congratulations. I know, a little bit later than I wanted to, but uh, I was hoping for some couldn't get the flights I really wanted, and I was kind of hoping Frontier would have a deal eventually, but I, I jumped. So, Southwest it is. But what do you recommend, Michelle, for flying down to MCO? Well, I do a lot of planning out of Nebraska. Um, and I actually, a lot of places have Southwest, but I really like Southwest right now. Um, you get two free bags, and it's a family airline. You know, they treat families good. Um, it's just, it's, they're friendly. But the main thing is, I like to book my flight really early in the morning. I know lots of people aren't morning people and they think their kids aren't going to get out of bed. Oh, but... she's not talking about booking the flight early in the morning. The actual flight time is early in the morning, just to clarify. It sounds like you got up oh, early yeah, in the morning no. to get online to book a flight. No, I tried to do talking. that with Southwest this week that when they released you their rope dropped it. fall. And then it just kind of, they kind of released it gradually over a couple hours, so it didn't work. But anyway... When you book your flights, I prefer not to book your flights because Disney doesn't always have the best prices for flights, um, especially out of the Midwest. Um, they don't book Southwest with their direct Disney package. So you need to book that on your own if you want Southwest. Now, I, I recommend getting up early um, for an early flight. So that way you're in Orlando around noon um, is a good time. Noon or two is a good time. You can still hit the parks that night. You know, even after you unwound at your resort for a few hours, you can still hit the parks that night. I really like late flights out of Orlando coming home, but usually those are pretty expensive. So one tip I have is try not to make your, your departure too early from Orlando Airport because they will pick you up three hours before your flight. So if you have a 7 a.m. flight, you're going to get on a bus at 4 a.m. and head to the airport. Let's not think about 6 a.m. It's not pretty mad. It's not very magical. No. So Not magical at all. Not magical. Now, along with flights... This is something that you've had lots of clients tell you this is what they're going to do. And then you see the aftermath of it sometimes a little more. You see the ones that don't get posted to Facebook. Do you think it's a good idea to tell your kids at the airport or on the airplane or the day of to, that you're going to Disney World just to try to capture some Facebook magic? Well, you kind of need to know your audience. Like you have to know your kids. Have they flown before? If they have, great. You know, it might go fantastic. If they've never flown before, they may be nervous. They may be too excited. Um, there, there's a lot of emotions that can go in with that. Um, if, if they're not really huge Disney people and they never talked about going to Disney World or Disneyland, um, 
and you have these high expectation hopes that they are going to react in this magical way. And then that doesn't happen. You may get frustrated. It's, you just have to know your kid. If you think it'll work for your kid, great. Um, I like surprises, but I don't like to do them like the day of the trip. Yeah, I think one out of a hundred turns into the magical video. Thankfully, that, that was ours. We got one. Lucky. But you talk Disney all the time. That's true. And yeah, kids so he fly knows all the time. And our kids you know have flown. Kids. And our kids had been to Disney before. Yeah. This yeah. was this was because we got a really good flight deal and was and Michelle helped us get uh, a, a good everything trip. So yeah, that was a they, two day trip. There was no booking any amazing restaurants that day that time. Yeah, you know we uh, had people ask if we were going to surprise our kids with their first cruise, and we're like, "Have you met Alden?" Like, yeah, he had a thousand questions about the ship for months leading up, and we needed that lead time to answer them so that he would you know step foot onto the vessel. Yeah, and we've surprised our kids, but not that close. Like, like we survived them for survived oh. them, surprised them for Christmas, and then we flew in January to the cruise. Yeah, so it was two weeks. Enough time for them to do a little bit of research on their own and, and even ask that questions. didn't go well. The video of the surprise, they're like, "Why do I get flip flops? I don't want flip flops for Christmas." Yeah, beach towel. <laughs> yeah, like okay, guys. Yeah, so that didn't even work with our kids. So. But now your kids are pros. Yeah. Well, I don't know how we surprise them now. But even that, even even that, saying all this stuff, I can keep a secret. Mm-hmm. I have kept many secrets from my kids' friends, and um, you've mailed packages people. to like third-party addresses. Yeah, I can keep a secret. If you want to surprise your kids, fantastic, I can do it. <laughs> so, and I can help help with surprise. I have some stuff I can send, and it'll help surprise them. So, surprise them a week before. Yeah. Nope, I want to do a day off. We'll have to. I'm going to try and do that one more time before my kids get too old. Then Just they'll know your out. audience. See, they'll yeah. they'll figure it out because they're going to they listen to the show. Because I'm assuming your kids listen to Rope Drop Radio, Doug, and Samantha you know, we, does. And, and you always talk about your upcoming trip, so this the show is just going to completely ruin any surprises. Yeah, there's no way it will work. Samantha listens, and then she gives me notes on what I did and didn't do correctly. Perfect. So. It's good helping us. Hopefully she was, she did not, she did not enter the five star review thing. She did not. She did not. Derek, I don't know that we want all her notes. I don't pass them along. That's good. You don't, you don't want the notes of a 12 year old girl. No, I, no, definitely don't. Michelle, you guys have done so many trips, uh, family of five. I think you've done over a dozen in the last two years that Rope Drop Radio has been going on. Uh, One of the ones that I've seen you do a couple times is four parks in one day. That is a challenge that has eluded myself and my family. Doug, we were close. Failed by one. If we would have just tried. We, we could have. Really, we were kind of like, hey, we could have done this. Yeah, we could have. And then it was over. What do you recommend, Michelle, for some maybe strategies or maybe a fun, fun memory or tip that you have from uh, doing four parks with basically four kids? Because I kind of count Doug as a big kid. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. Not gonna a argue. A big kid that doesn't go on any rides. I hold so, the stuff. It's valuable. You don't hold it anymore. No, I don't hold anything for him. Actually, I just leave and find a snack. No, but um, usually the way our four parks in one day come about is because somebody we, gets depressed. I get depressed because I'm not going to be at Disney the next day. So usually we do it on the very last day of the trip or close to the last day, and we look at park hours and see which park opens the earliest. 
logistically thinking how much we can get done in each park as we go on. Um, like if Magic Kingdom closes at six, we're definitely not going to go there last. Mm-hmm. So um, we utilize we, a lot of extra magic hours. Yeah, we do extra magic hours those days. A lot of pep talks with the kids, like you can do it. Come on. Also with Doug. Doug, your feet can can move. You're not going to walk tomorrow, so it doesn't matter. So I like it. Like... You got a pep talk, Doug. <laughs> I can sleep on the plane. Yeah, I'm reminded of that plane. frequently. Yeah. And usually she dangles like a snack in front of me at yeah. some point of the day. Like when we get to Hollywood Studios, you can have a snack. And my my four parks in one day usually mean you have to meet a character, you have to do a ride, and you have to do a picture with the icon of the park. So if you don't do all three things in that park or in each park, then it doesn't count in my book for my family. How many times have we done it? Three or four. Yeah. Alden and I did it on his birthday trip, kind of not on purpose. It was the easiest four parks in one day ever, I would like to add, just Alden and I. And we got back to the room in time to watch a football game. Our last trip, what we did at Thanksgiving time, we, hard we took at all. a break. We took a <laughs> break. I took a nap. Like two-hour break, three-hour break. We watched some animals off our balcony at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Yeah, I think that's that was, not normal, though. At our very first four parks one day, we actually ended at Disney Springs. Well, so downtown Five Disney. parks, because I was still depressed and all the parks were closed. Yeah, the parks were closed, so we went to downtown Disney with, what, a... Seven, six-year-old, four-year-old, two-year-old? No, it didn't. I don't know. Seven, seven, five, three. Yeah. Rope drop to parks are closed. Let's go to Springs. That is why you're the rope drop queen. That was, that was a long day. I bet you got a snack, though, Doug. Got a Lots few, of them. A few snacks. Yeah. Michelle was back when we still carried snacks with us, though. Lots of times it's hard to though. eat. Dinner so, and breakfast if you're going to do everything. So. I don't miss a meal. What are you talking about? <laughs> Derek forgets to eat. I do. I'm terrible. I forget to eat all the time when I'm at the parks. It fail. I'm going to try and do better. I'm going to try and set timers on my phone. Remember go to get, eat go, don't, don't starve yourself to death. My watch tells me to breathe every now and it then. Does. You just need to say, Derek, time for some caloric intake. Yes, and my wife would agree too because I know a driver is like, you haven't eaten, it's three o'clock. And I'm like, I know, but we got to ride, you know, mine train or something. And yeah. So my my final question for you, Michelle, is we talked about Kent and his Parkology 47. Now it's 49. Do you think you would ever be up to that challenge? Oh yeah, 100%. I either just need to do it on my own or <laughs> take one child or something. I don't think I could drag Claire or Doug. I can't go on yeah, Everest. Yeah, Even with yeah. motion sickness stuff, I can't do I could do, do it Everest, with my so. travel agent friends, but I would totally be up for doing that. I could be like your pit crew. I would have Is to do it with somebody, though, or I'd get I'd get bored and burnt out. I don't think you would. You have to be She's able to talk a. to somebody. She's too competitive. Nah, I have to be able to order somebody around. Before. There we go. The truth comes out. I have to be able to be like, yep. next. You know, she has a business degree, but she did get an emphasis in human resource management. So she does like to human resource. <laughs> so she's got to boss somebody around. You might you might wear the pants in a relationship. She oh, just no. tells you what pair to put on. I wear the shorts, Derek. You do wear, wear the, the shorts. shorts. Always yep. shorts. Yep. Mm-hmm. Even in Alaska. All right, Michelle. Well, as we finish up, what is the best way to contact you for maybe their next trip? 
email is really the best best way to contact me. So it's michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. So I answer, you know, I do have some business hours that I work, but I, I answer emails on the weekends and in the evenings and things as well, because it's hard to say no to people. So uh, you can, I'm usually almost always available. So um, you can find me on Facebook. Um, lots of times Facebook doesn't like to notify me that people have sent me a message. So really the best way is to email, um, email me and then we can go from there. And of course, Especially, I will put that in the show notes. People just click. 2019. Go ahead and contact me now so we can get working on it so you can make sure you hit everything you want to do. Even if you're not able to book it yet, like is it good to to get on the list? Yeah, it's good to get on my list so I can make a plan for you and we know exactly what we want to book. Like I have some families I've been working with for the last six months that know I know names and, and ages and I know what rooms they're going in. And on that day that 2019 opens, I'm going to book it for them. Like they know, I know it's all good. Well, Doug, I'm going to send Michelle an email later so that she can start planning our next rope drop trip. How about that? We'll get on the list. All right. Let's, let's get on it because if I just like say, Hey, have you planned my trip? It'll be no. So you better email her, put rope drop radio on list officially i will do that all right i have the review ready to go from cody so i can read that go ready ready for the review all right here we go from cody it's titled rope drop rocks there's five stars so thank you and what he wrote is if you're looking for all things disney look no further these guys are a wealth of disney knowledge from best snacks to cruises to movie reviews, the podcast is also extremely entertaining, and you get a sense of the guy's personality. Definitely worth a listen. So thank you yeah, very thank much. Thank you very much, Cody. And I'm glad he listens to our movie review episodes. Yeah, somebody other than me. Well, no, we those are a little bit smaller on the downloads. They are. They're they more are. for you those. and I, I think, They're, sometimes uh-huh. just to discuss movies. Our sponsor before this last one said, are you doing another movie review? And I said, yes. Yes, we are. We, every Sponsors. Star Wars and every... The and money every, man looking over us. Yeah. Jeez. Well, thank you, Michelle. Well, you know what, Michelle? You have booked six of my trips, and every one of them has been amazing and magical. And I know sometimes I, you know, I get the privilege of being able to text you and Doug on the trips. Not everyone gets that, but it's... Uh, Always know when I'm going to get my reservations. You've gotten everything for me and uh, helped me with so many fast pass. And even some sometimes, Doug, I, you know, I might have a wealth of knowledge, but I'm still a Padawan and you guys are the masters and you've, you've helped steer clear and helped me uh, make my trips better. So thank you so much, Michelle, not only being the sponsor, but being my personal travel agent. No, thanks for having me work with you. I've always appreciated it. We've been working together for quite a while, so... I appreciate it. It's been great. Six down and next rope drop in Star Wars. So two more already on the list for 2019. Can't wait. What about your cruise? Oh, yeah. We did. Yeah, we have a cruise in February. That's already planned. That, is that seven? <laughs> I'm losing count. She's here. I think yes. so. <laughs> and, then, and then a rope drop cruise in 2020, 2020. that we talked yep. about. So 
Thank you so much for Trip Planning 202, and be sure if you haven't listened to Trip Planning 101, episode 34, and be sure to subscribe to our show, follow us on social media. Thank you again, Cody, for the awesome review. But for Doug and Michelle, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.